What's the best way to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and today we're breaking down how to watch the biggest franchise in history, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU has been an unstoppable pop culture juggernaut since 2008, now covering two sagas, three web series, four phases, five one-shots, 20 TV shows, and a whopping 30 films. It's overwhelming. So while phase four just wrapped up with the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and before we jump into phase five with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, we thought we'd take a moment to actually map out the best way to watch the MCU. Now this list works for two types of people, MCU fans who love to go back and rewatch their favorite franchise, and potential new fans who don't know the difference between a Kree and a Skrull. Yep, this is a first-time viewer-friendly order. We've made sure not to spoil any of the big twists, turns, and surprises the MCU is known for in our viewing order. But since this video might have to discuss movie plot events, we're issuing a spoiler warning now and advising you to check out the written viewing order list over on Nerdist.com. Can you feel that? We're done here. Move out of the way or I'm gonna run you over. Bye, kid. We've also tried to stay as close to chronological order to how events unfolded in the MCU as possible, but there are some minor exceptions. Most everything is streaming on Disney+, Plus, but some are not because they're not all Disney films, and sometimes streaming rights change and move around, so you'll have to look a few of these up to see where they're streaming, if they are streaming. And just to keep making things nice and simple, we're gonna cover one phase of the MCU per video, starting, of course, with phase one. Oh, you think you know which six entries are in phase one? You think we only have six? Try 15! Here we go! We're already off to a controversial start because we're not beginning with everyone's favorite choice, Captain America the First Avenger, and we'll explain why in a little bit. We are, however, gonna start with another iconic Marvel superhero who isn't Iron Man, Spider-Man. Pizza time. And we're going back to the first live-action theatrical Spider-Man movies produced by Sony, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy. So some of you may know there are actual in-universe reasons why it's important to start with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from 2002, then Spider-Man 2 from 2004, and Spider-Man 3 from 2007. But at the end of the day, it's also a great way to kick off the Marvel Cinematic Universe viewing order by reminding ourselves of what came before. We get to see what worked and sometimes didn't always work, but ultimately changed the way people thought about superhero movies. Let's put some respect on Peter Parker. Parker's name, y'all. Now we can get this viewing party started with the first Iron Man movie. Originally released in 2008, it was the first movie in what would come to be known worldwide as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a trip to go back and watch this movie these days, knowing where Tony Stark would someday go, namely space. Perhaps if you intend to visit other planets, we should improve the exosystems. While it originally took place in 2008, on the MCU timeline, it's kind of been retconned as taking place in the year 2010, six months before the sequel. Iron Man 2, released in 2010, but now, thanks to tie-in comics and the What If show confirming, taking place during Fury's big week in 2011. Iron Man 2 started to ramp up the road to the Avengers, introducing Black Widow, upping the presence of Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., and teasing Thor and Hulk with little moments throughout the film. Plus, we can see a very young MCU version of Spider-Man towards the end of the movie. A kid wearing an Iron Man toy helmet has been retconned into being Peter Parker. 
Our next entry is the first Marvel one-shot on the list. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. During the success of phase one and two of the MCU, Marvel Studios made a handful of Marvel one-shots. Short films designed to explain tricky bits of continuity that maybe could have been clearer, further exploring side characters that we didn't get as much screen time with, and maybe even working as a backdoor pilot to a TV show we would later get. Like this one, starring Agent Phil Coulson on his way to the Land of Enchantment, New Mexico. It technically takes place before the last scene after the credits of Iron Man 2, but it's fine to watch it right after Iron Man 2. Just as long as you watch it before our next entry. The biggest risk in the early days of the MCU was Thor. A cosmic superhero who we know from Viking lore? <laughs> what was Stan Lee smoking in the 60s? Well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. But it paid off and laid the groundwork for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to explore just that, the universe. And even though the previous few entries on the list take place at roughly the same time as our next entry, 2008's The Incredible Hulk, we're placing Hulk here because it ends later in the timeline. About 30 days after Fury's big week, we see Bruce Banner, played by Edward Norton, which is now kind of weird, meditating and learning how to control the Hulk. Then in the first real bit of interconnectivity of the MCU, Tony Stark walks into a bar. It was a bit confusing as to why Stark was in that bar, letting Ross know they were putting a team together, as Tony wasn't exactly brought into the Avengers himself at that point. So the next Marvel one-shot on our list, The Consultant, was made to try and explain that. Turns out S.H.I.E.L.D. sent Tony to recruit the monstrous Emil Blonsky from General Ross's custody, but S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't exactly want to work with the Abomination, so they sent Stark, knowing all he would do was piss General Ross off. We're nearing the end of phase one, but before that, we're gonna have us a good old flashback. While the majority of Captain America, the first Avenger, does indeed take place in the early 40s during World War II, it's bookended with scenes that take place in the present day of 2011. So that's why it lives here in our viewing order. We wouldn't want to spoil the surprise that Steve Rogers awakens after being frozen for almost 70 years for our first time viewers before they get to meet Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. Because whenever Cap's not on screen, all the first time viewers would be asking, where's Cap? Whenever Poochie's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking, where's Poochie? So we're gonna treat Captain America the First Avenger like a flashback, and now we're up to speed. Actually, I like flashback territory. Why not stay in the past for a bit and add our first MCU television show while we're at it? Agent Carter first debuted on ABC in 2015 and ran for two seasons, taking place after the majority of the first Avenger. The show only getting two seasons was a bummer, but any extra time spent with Peggy Carter is time damn well spent. Our next entry is a little tricky because it's also called Agent Carter, but it's a Marvel one-shot that actually came out before the TV show. It can probably be looked at as a backdoor pilot for the show, and it worked because we got the show. But this Marvel one-shot was originally released with the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray in 2013, and you can find it as its own entry on Disney+. And it technically takes place after the two seasons of the show because the short ends with Agent Peggy Carter being recruited into what would become S.H.I.E.L.D. and moving to Washington. DC. And after all that flashback action, we're back in the present with the movie that changed the world, The Avengers. It takes place in May of 2012 and brings together all the heroes we've met so far, except for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. He's in another universe. The 3D Blu-ray for this blockbuster piece of entertainment is a treat, if I do say so myself. And I'm not just saying that because I worked on it. You're welcome for making Steve Rogers so beefy, by the way. That was me. Before we almost close out phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've got one more Marvel one-shot for you, 
Item 47, which covers the fallout of the events of the Avengers, and it also works as somewhat of a teaser for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that we'd get a year later. And just one more movie to go. We're just gonna squeeze this in here. We've been introduced to the first cinematic Spider-Man, and now it's time to meet the second in The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012. Andrew Garfield steps into the role of Peter Parker in this reboot, and although, like the first Spider-Man trilogy, it takes place in a reality separate from the MCU, it's cool to see where the Spidey films were before Marvel Studios introduced their version of the character. Including these non-MCU Marvel films will all pay off later, trust us. And there you have it, folks, the ideal viewing order for phase one and some extra stuff of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And don't worry, part two of our four-part series is coming soon, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a second. But tell us, what do you think? Do you have a preferred way to watch the MCU? What's your favorite entry from phase one? Let us know in the comments below. And for the very best in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.